Hello, everybody. How are you? Hope all is well. This is Prayer Rosopoulos. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. It's a Monday, so I wanted to share some ideas about starting out, right? Start of the week. I want to jump right into a quote from Epictetus. This is helping me today. Mondays can be tough, right? And uh, this is what he tells us, or what he told his students, right? The section is called, Starting Out is Hard. The first steps toward wisdom are the most strenuous because our weak and stubborn souls dread exertion without absolute guarantee of reward and the unfamiliar. As you progress in your efforts, your resolve is fortified and self-improvement progressively comes easier. By and by, it actually becomes difficult to work counter to your own best interest. By the steady but patient commitment to removing unsound beliefs from our souls, we, be, we become increasingly adept at seeing through our flimsy fears, our bewilderment in love, and our lack of self-control. We stop trying to look good to others. One day, we contentedly realize we've stopped playing to the crowd. So I think that this is broken up in the book in two, two paragraphs, right? And I think the second paragraph, he's providing examples of things that are really difficult to start, but that are very worthwhile. And I th- even just sitting with that, I think, can be very powerful, right? So he's presenting ideas here, loving others and loving ourselves. Not easy, but probably the most worthwhile, meaningful, fulfilling thing we do with our lives, period, right? And of course, it's difficult to start out loving ourselves or to start out loving others because it's scary. Because when you offer love to someone else, to refer to the first paragraph, you really don't know what's going to happen. Which is to say, you know, the guarantee of reward, unrequited love is horrible, right? So the idea here is like when we establish our ability to start out and we, I think he's also asking us to adopt certain virtues here to, to deal with this, um, this fear, this strenuousness in regards to starting, whether it's loving ourselves or others, or as he says, caring about what people think, obviously we want to start stopping with that, right? We want to start to be able to not care what people think, which again, is such a naturally human thing and something that Epictetus, among many other Stoics, concerned themselves with because they saw that it tortured us so profoundly, right? And then we're naturally at times afraid of things. Sometimes fear is even a good thing, right? But we want to see through our flimsy fears, also hard to do because fear is compelling. We talked a little bit about, I think, logic-based therapy already, and one of the most interesting aspects of that is that we choose the feared explanation because it is feared, and only because it is the most feared. So a part of us, you know, or many parts of us, we could even say, I think, as people, we're naturally very responsive to fear. But if our fears are flimsy, if our fears are untruthful and irrational, they're going to guide us in the wrong direction. So we have to start to challenge our fears. We have to start maybe to open ourselves up to love. Again, our loving ourselves, loving others. We have to start to stop caring about what other people think and acting as if there's, you know, a constant scrut like, you know, scrutinizing negative gaze being placed upon us, which ultimately I think in a large way is typically a reflection of how we're looking at ourselves. We project it onto other people. Right? So to start to work against these things, and maybe you have other things you would like to work against, right? Um 
or start working with, let's say even, let's keep it both a positive and negative kind of injunction to think, feel, and act in a different way here. Well, what does it take? Steady but patient commitment. How do we embody that? Well, what makes a commitment steady for you and what encourages you to be patient? Start there, is what I would say. Right, ironically, I'm not trying to be ironic with that, but ultimately it is kind of ironic. We have to figure out, well, what would encourage you to be steady? You want to make sure one, I would say that you're not taking on too much. So let's even say, let's take one of these, for example, let's say you really care about what people think. How do we start to stop that? What are the thoughts you most usually think other people are having about you? Take those thoughts, and I think we start to, once again, steadily and patiently question, well, why do I think that people think that about me? Is there evidence to, to suggest that many people or this specific person even thinks this about me? Where is this evidence coming from? We can start making distinctions between what is external and what is internal. What might be a result of our own past experiences, and that's influencing the way we look at things. And what might be a result of what's actually happening? How grounded in reality is this notion or are these notions that Epictetus is highlighting here, right? Playing to the crowd, the idea I'm referring to mostly with this. How can we establish a healthier relationship to, to ourselves, right? And in so doing, I think, establish a healthy relationship to the way we think we're viewed by others. So that steady but patient commitment aspect of that would be, I think, sitting down on a daily, if not regular basis and examining some of these opinions. Maybe calling a friend, right? And asking them to sit and listen to you and try to under and help them or they help you understand why you're feeling this way. But we need to apply our attention to these issues. That's what I think steady and at least steady commitment and then patient commitment is understanding that that might not yield anything right away, right? So when he says too, without absolute guarantee of reward, we could add some timing to that, right? So without, without um, absolute guarantee of reward in a day, in a week, that's where the patience comes in. When I ask people, as I have so many times this podcast, when I asked I used to ask my students to adopt a self-writing practice. One of the things I would say is like, it's a virtue to be patient with it, which is sort of to say that you have to maybe not expect that within a week or a day, or you're going to feel significantly different. It might be the case that you have to try different practices. It might be the case that it takes a month, but that's what he's asking for us here because it's not easy. The title of the section is starting out is hard Especially, I think it's hard when we think we can start and automatically see growth. And this goes really nicely with yesterday's episode too with Pema Chodron, right? Maybe the aim shouldn't even be growth. The aim should just be to do the thing. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, actually, and we talked about attention. And it's something I've talked about in the podcast a lot as well, right? I love that idea from Simone Vale, right? 15 minutes of attention is greater or is better than many great works, right? So maybe there isn't something behind that. So by that I mean, maybe our only intention should be to pay attention. 
Because what Pema Chodron was suggesting is that we shouldn't start adding all these other intentions, that we have to become better people. We have to reject certain parts of ourselves, right? And when we talk about, in this case, so let's try to make these work together a little bit. When Epictetus is saying removing unsound beliefs, we might argue, or we could argue maybe, that you are not those unsound beliefs. Those beliefs are not necessarily you. I think Epictetus would like this. This is maybe more of a Buddhist idea, but ideas are like visitors, or I'd say thoughts are like visitors. We could spend time with some visitors more than others, and we have to watch, which is maybe to simply, you know, it's a more metaphorical way of saying we could pay attention to certain thoughts more than others, but we don't have to assimilate or bring in every thought and make it a part of our habitual way of thinking, feeling, and acting. And for Aristotle, for example, that is what is the most significant. I think for Simone Weil too, right? You kind of become what you pay attention to. So every belief you have is not necessarily a part of who you are. You can look at it as, you could almost to an extent, I think, make the internal feel exterior or make the internal feel external. And that's useful. It's just a thought. It's just a visitor. I don't have to accept it as true. Back to questioning our flimsy beliefs or our flimsy fears, right? So all these are good ideas. We want to work with these beliefs, these ideas, such that right they don't conquer us, let's say, for lack of a less aggressive way of putting it, such that they don't get in the way of us having a flourishing life. But the beginning is going to be the most difficult. And a part of that, to go back to this idea of steady, steadiness and patience, is that habit has a tendency to make even difficult things. Or let's say habit has a tendency to make things that are initially difficult eventually become easy. That's one of the advantages of habit, right? And I'm going to use an example here that would seem more like a, a bodily example, although I do think this is both spiritual and intellectual as well, right? If you started fasting, right, it would initially be very difficult. And I've experienced this myself, so I don't want to say, let me even take the word you out because I don't know, right? For me, when I began fasting, I started out slow, right? I said, all right, let me try to fast for a couple hours in the morning instead of waking up eating right away. And I slowly extended the fast to what I do now, which is um, a, a, a quite, you know, I would say a pretty extensive fast. Um, and even now it's easy, right? So I've extended that fasting for two hours to doing, this is a very common intermittent fasting framework from what I understand at least. I'm not re recommending it or suggesting it at all. I'm just saying this is what I currently do and I, I enjoy it. Um, I do 18-6 fasting. So I eat for six hours a day. And I try to fast for 18. And by try, I mean, that's literal, right? I fail sometimes to do that. And I try to prioritize healthy foods, right? So especially if I'm eating outside that window, I'm probably going to eat something like fruit or vegetables or make a salad or something, right? I drink a lot of water. And I only mention this because that's something I worked up to gradually that at first was difficult. But now, because I do it typically five to seven days a week, is actually very easy. And it's something that I, I really enjoy. Um, and I find to be helpful again, not even just for my body, but for my mind and my soul as well. Right. I think that's a great example of something that starts out hard, but if you're patient and you're steady, it gets easier. And it's, it's something that involves exertion, both spiritually, mentally, and physically. Right. But when it becomes familiar, that exertion becomes something that's very rewarding. 
or it creates a system of reward, I think, that is very clear and palpable. Food tastes much better after you've been fasting for a while, has been my experience, right? I, I keep using that word you and I apologize. For me, I want to keep this very personal because I'm not at all qualified to give advice on this. Just from my experience, there's something spiritually significant and physically, mentally, spiritually rewarding from this practice that is a great example of something that starts out hard and eventually just becomes a regular practice, right? So even with that idea, Epictetus would agree, I think, right? As you progress in your efforts, as you go through time, you continue to be steady and apply, your resolve is fortified and self-improvement progressively comes easier. So as I said, right, once two hours of fasting for me got easy, okay, three was a little bit difficult, but you fortify, right? And you see, oh, wow, I'm, I'm having to be a little more disciplined. I like that. That helps me with other things in life, right? When I'm fasted, for example, and you start to get hungry, I think you work on that inner dialogue. Again, I keep using the word you, and I apologize. It's just how I'm speaking, so don't take it that way. When I am hungry, it helps me talk to myself in healthy ways. I know I'm in control. My mind and my soul are in control of my body. I can say, you're good. We're going to eat later, right? And even that first opening statement, right? You're good. It's okay. Those are healthy things to tell ourselves a lot of the time, especially for those of us who might have a proclivity for overreaction, right? Which is something I have a tendency to do, right? Well, I'm, I'm training myself. No, it's fine. Have some water. That's good. That, that's life-giving. That's sustaining, right? No, it's good. Focus on something else. Well, then what should that something else be? Maybe it's something positive. Maybe it's something helpful, right? Try to make it something helpful and positive. So we're training this sort of spiritual act, I think, of internal dialogue with that practice specifically. And of course, we can think of a lot of other practices as well. I think these are great ideas that we're getting here about starting out and how really, I think, to an extent, as we have with Aristotle, right? The sun is new each day. Everything is kind of a fresh start. And we can think about it in the more tangible things, for example, like starting a fasting practice. That's a real tangible, conscious thing. Okay, I'm going to start to try this new thing. Right? And as we move forward into starting things, as Epictetus offers here, right? If we get good at that, and this is a real capacity, I think. If we get good at starting the right things in the right way. And this 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 uh, paragraph, I think, or these two paragraphs talk about the things we should start. So the what? Start once again, focusing on what you can control, not other people's opinions. Start loving yourself and others, let's say, more fully. Start being more courageous, right? When he's talking about seeing through flimsy fears, that is a pathway to courage. And seeing through flimsy fears too, I think also is a very philosophical exercise because as I hopefully highlighted earlier, you're questioning these fears. That's how you see through them. Once again, back to this idea of dialogue, meditation in the Socratic sense, right? Once again, his student Antisthenes, when asked why philosophy was so great or what he got from philosophy, what, what profit did he receive? He said the ability to talk to like, with myself. And that's how you define meditation, right? So understand that to move towards these things will take something spiritual, will take something philosophical. To get through something that's difficult because you're starting out will take conversations with yourself. That's philosophy. 
that's not all philosophy, but I think that's a real important part of philosophy. Learning how to have healthy conversations with yourselves, meditating with yourselves, especially at the start, before we've habituated the difficulty, before we've figured out the difficulty such that it's no longer as difficult. We have these moments where we're starting out and we're consciously in a state of being challenged. That's where philosophy comes in. And his aim, of course, for, for Epictetus, this is also, I think, very Socratic in nature, right? The idea that wisdom and truth, like the, some of the highest things we could pursue, he's situating this whole conversation in regards to the first step towards wisdom. Right? So I think we could say wisdom we define as, a, you know, obviously the philosophy being the love of wisdom, right? He talks about love in this section as well. To pursue wisdom is a worthwhile task. And I think the unfortunate reality, and I'll end on this note, that really connects nicely to the title of this, is that sometimes we have to learn how to become wise in response to moments where we were lacking wisdom, right? We've messed up. We've made mistakes. And that's where the second paragraph comes in, right? We've cared too much about the thoughts of others. Or we've, let's say we've cared in the wrong way about the thoughts of other, others, we weren't loving to our family members. We weren't loving to our significant other. We weren't loving to ourselves. And we're hurt. And this is really great with Epictetus because he's saying, again, that his school is a hospital. So people would come to him in his mind. And I agree with this idea. This is great. They'd come to him hurt. They'd come to him suffering. And I think this was probably a great reminder. Like, look, you're not going to become patient in a day. You're not going to be able to love yourself, you know, let's say significantly more with only coming to my class one time. It's gonna take some steadiness. It's gonna take some patience. It's gonna be difficult right now, but you can do it. You can strive towards wisdom, which is necessary. It's one of the four Stoic virtues, right? Is necessary for a flourishing life. So I think this is a piece of encouragement, a piece of, um, let's say, philosophical justification for why it's hard for us to start things. The unknown is difficult. We like thinking that, or we like, like confidently thinking and believing that we'll get something out of it. Kind of work with Pema Chodron. Don't look at it that way. Pay attention to this thing. Pay attention to loving. Pay attention to getting rid of the flimsy fears. Pay attention to getting rid of our proclivity, our tendency to care in the wrong way about what people think. Not to get rid of parts of yourself, but to reveal the parts of yourself that are healthier. Hope this is helpful. Start something new. Start a pursuit, maybe even today, towards wisdom, towards virtue. Try to keep some of this stuff in mind when you do it. Be firm. Be steady. Be patient. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.